Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judged me. <laughs> oh, God, Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey as a matter. Fruity IPA. Yep. Which is the. It's the Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo. Okay. And so I ha actually haven't had the Tropical Torpedo yet. I've had the Torpedo. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the Torpedo just in general? Um, I think Torpedo is a really solid IPA. You like that one? Yeah. 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 Um, it's probably. It's definitely better than. What? Do they have another IPA, don't they? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can either. I mean, it's Sierra Nevada. Like, if you go to their tap room, yeah, they have like a bazillion different beers that they never bottle. Yeah, right. I haven't been to that tap room. Yeah. Oh, you no, no. should. It's so fun. Hmm. It's a great place. Where? Where? How far is it from? It's Chico. So like three hours. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Give it's been a while since I drove there. All right. Um. But yeah. So Sierra Nevada, obviously one of the pioneers, right, in mm -hmm. the craft beer movement. Um. And I feel like they got kind of eclipsed by all these, like, newer breweries who are, like, doing, like, all this crazy stuff. And, and Sierra's always been a pretty solid. Like, they, like, the Narwhal and, you know, like, the aged beers, mm -hmm. the Bigfoot. But even the Sierra Nevada Pale. Yeah. Even the, the Pale Ale is the... That is the, the Pale Ale. The Pale Ale. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that started the whole thing yeah. right and that's been nationwide for a while yeah but i think that a lot of people who are craft beer nerds kind of forget a little bit yes. about sierra nevada like i did this thing a number of years ago it was through this uh babb that i talked to you about mm -hmm. um before bay area beer bloggers and they did this sort of online beer tasting thing once a month okay so you would join like this sort of like conference call internet thing, um, and they did Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. They're like, all this stuff has been going on. All these new breweries are opening, and all these IPAs are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But go back to the classic green label Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. People forget about it because it's so ubiquitous. It's like, oh, I can get that anytime. Right. Yeah. See, that's. That's one of my go-tos is always the Sierra Pale. Yeah? It's like one of those where I'm like, if I'm in very indecisive and I want a pale ale of a nice, you know, caliper, because mm. it's got a nice hoppy flavor to mm -hmm. it, but not overly hopped, you know. Right. It's kind of that perfect pale ale. Yeah, exactly. And I think Lagunitas tries to do the same thing. To me, I just think Lagunitas is a little bit, it falls a little short. It's a little sweeter. In my opinion, it kind of has this little maltier flavor. I can't Sierra. remember the last time I had a Lagunitas Pale. Yeah. Lagunitas IPA for sure, because that's yeah, like, the IPA because it's the IPA. But yeah. no, but the Pale Ale because yeah. we have we have both in the bottle it's, of the uh, rose. The something dog, what dog? The dogfish head or no no, no um, the the Pale Ale that they make Lagunitas is something dog. Uh oh the uh uh. I can't remember. Your listeners right now are like, it's this, it's, it's this. this. And yeah. we're like, yeah. No, I, yeah. I forget. It's, yeah. 
it's one of those. But I, I don't think, to me, the, the the IPA is good, but the pale ale is not, like, it's not as common as the IPA. Mm. Usually when people are like, oh, I got Lagunitas, it's the IPA. It's the IPA, yeah. yeah. When you go for a pale ale, which, you know, is a little lighter, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, yeah, they'll take a Sierra. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree with that. And this is going to be the tropical one. So this is a tropical one. So let's see how fruity. I find it very fruity. It smells a little tropical, fruity-ish. Even the aroma. Mm. It's not as fruity as I thought it would be. Really? It's very fruity to me. But it definitely has those tasting notes. Yeah, I get like some pineapple in there. I definitely like, get the pineapple. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm tasting the most, I think, mm-hmm. is the pineapple. The other ones, I don't know if it's balanced out. Um, but what was the what was the percentage on that, too? Just out of curiosity, because it's pretty smooth as well. Yeah. Um, for I mean, for a torpedo, that doesn't taste like a torpedo. No, and torpedo is usually what, like seven? I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't say on the bottle. Usually, oh, here it is. No, six point seven. That wasn't bad. Yeah. It's a little lighter. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely taste the pineapple. Uh huh. And then you know, and I feel like in pineapple senses, that's where they come with the tropical. Anytime you taste pineapple, it's like yeah, tropical. Except for like, have you had the uh, the Belching Beaver pineapple IPA? No, no, it's I've really. Had the it's peanut got peanut butter one. The peanut butter one is pretty good too, but the pineapple one is like. It's like right up in your face. So for me, um, in the 90s, fruit beers were a big thing. Like here in Palo Alto, it was Strawberry Blonde from mm. Peace Wicked. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And then there was this, on um, the East Coast, it was Blueberry Wheat that was really big. But like fruit beers were like these pale ales mixed with fruit essences and they tasted really fake like someone took a Jolly Rancher and stuck and it in a beer ju- yeah, yeah yeah totally and they were really gross I thought they were disgusting yeah I really hated them um but I feel like in the past couple of years and it started for me with Grapefruit Sculpin mhm I think they started a trend of of a good quality fruit yeah style beer yeah that isn't overbearing. It doesn't taste like, like you said, somebody dropped a fucking Jolly Rancher yeah. or some kind of an hour later into a fucking uh-huh. beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it. I feel like the industry has come a long way with fruit, and everybody's doing it now with exactly everything. everybody's doing it now. Yeah. And I don't know who the most current person was, but I feel like it was Ballast Point with their grapefruit sculpin. Yeah. Probably Ballast Point. Yeah. And some of the Ballast Points are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Some of it's, eh, it's okay. See, I love Ballast Point. I just had a really great one a few, uh, last month or a month ago when I was in um, Morrow Bay, you know, with the, the Libertine. No. And I had yeah, a, not familiar. Uh, it's like next to uh, San Luis Obispo. Okay. Yeah, uh, but there's, the Libertine's there and there's another one at Morrow Bay. It's a little... A side mm-hmm. little town, yeah, a beach town away from it, or not even beach, but bay town. They have a small libertine uh, thing right there. But I had the grapefruit, or uh, I'm sorry, I had the uh, the ballast point uh, velvet 
red or something, but they brewed it with like beets and oh, really? some chocolate notes. Okay. And it was bright red as fuck. And it was a, a nitro. And it mm. was really good. Yeah. It was probably one of the tastiest nitros I've had that was like, you know, I could drink this for. But see, I'm boycotting Dallas right now. Yes, because of the whole, was it supporting Trump now? Or Their parent company supports yeah. Trump and various Republicans. And yeah, I know. It's, it's a sad thing for, it is. for companies and, and people that are just like, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's sad for everybody that like makes good things and mm-hmm. have to support some kind of bullshit that you really don't yeah. want to support. Like, yeah. They're like, we just don't have any affiliation with that. But it's like, but yeah, you know what? But Your at the same time, does. now you do. Yeah. yeah, so you do, and, mm-hmm. and we don't like that, so. That's what I mean, happens. I was already kind of boycotting them a little because they're so expensive now. Well, now, now it's... I feel like you're probably a same... And I'm like this, and I don't know why it is, but I am, is where I like something that's unique or not as popular. And then once it becomes popularized, I start disliking it. You're such a hipster. It's not about hip- <laughs> it's not about being a hipster because I still love certain things that I've liked before, mm-hmm. and I don't move on. And I'm not like let's drink PBR, grow my beard <laughs> out, I'll play some some board games with you somewhere. <laughs> it's that I like unique things that I always have, mm-hmm. and when something is overdone and over popularized, you can get it anywhere. It just doesn't make it special anymore. It makes it just another old thing. Like, let's just say you went years without the Ballast Point because you're boycotting him, right? And then all of a sudden you found out, you know, five years from now that they've detached themselves from that, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I didn't really realize you detached yourself from the Trump campaign or yeah. whoever is that. And you're like, no, I can drink their beers again or, you know, or something like that. You know, it's Like just... I said, it's kind of a combination of they're already super expensive and then I find out that their parent company supports politics that I am not okay with yeah so it was not a difficult boycott for me to do because I was already already a little priced out from what they did Um, that's the thing of being popular too is that you can raise the prices mm -hmm. because the demand is so much that you're gonna have those high prices but they're $14 a six pack oh really for what kind kind of for For, um, the grapefruit sculpin for grapefruit sculpin um, for their watermelon dorado oh fuck that beer yeah Mm. It's interesting. Mm. I don't dislike it, but I don't like it either. I'm not seeking it out. Yeah. You know, and and, and when you say that, you don't you don't really give a fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like you're like you really need to try this beer. Like nobody's seeking that out. But you know, like grapefruit sculpin, I would drink that. Everybody, all. yeah, every, I would drink that yeah, all day. Everybody's seeking out the grapefruit because yeah. people will say that most times. They're like, yeah. Do you have the grapefruit sculpin on? You're like, uh, no. But I have the Deschutes uh, Fresh Squeeze, and, you know, some people are like, yeah, that's a solid beer. I really don't like that beer. No, you don't like the Fresh Squeeze? I really don't. Mm. I really don't. Like, and I've tried it, like, a number of times. I'm like, I should like this. Yeah. Like, all the things that are on my checklist for a good beer, because I am an IPA drinker. Yeah, yeah. I really don't like... That's why I bought IPAs, so I know you're... Yeah. I know you're a solid Mm -hmm. IPA drinker all the time, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to get these beers of, and, you know... But yeah, fresh squeeze. I do not like it. There's like this aftertaste that just doesn't sit well with me, and I know that a bunch of people love it. A bunch of people I respect. My husband loved it, you yeah. know. Um, but no, I don't like it. I really huh. don't like the flavor. 
and I've been to day shoots and I like what they do. I'm not criticizing like this. No, beer, no, no. But... I mean that's that's the whole thing. It's like who, I yeah. mean, you don't have to to dislike a brewery because they make one yeah. beer that you dislike. Yeah. The brewery is solid. The, br- the but that's brewery... one of those things. It's everyone loves this beer and I just don't like it. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I happen to just like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's one of the very few citrusy IPAs mm-hmm. between the Grapefruit Sculpin and the the Fresh Squeeze Deschutes are some of the similar ones that I will only drink in fruity beers. Like most yeah. of the fruity beers, and but this this tropical one is well, not yeah, that bad. Well, yeah, this tropical one, I, I found on it. On a summer day, I could probably drink it. Yeah, it's a little sweeter than I generally like. Like I said, the pineapple, I think, mm-hmm. you know, gives it that extra sugary yeah because they do also do a pineapple sculpin mm-hmm. and that was one of those ones where joe and i heard about it and it's like it's a limited release in the bay area at the time yeah um and we're like where can we find this magical brew yeah and someone told us that um the uh, downtown palo alto trader joe's the one in um whatchamacallit that shopping center uh, town and Country. Oh, Town and Country, yeah. Yeah. Someone said, oh, Town and Country has, like, a bunch of six-packs. So, Joe, like, get the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to buy this. And it is fragrant, and it is very pineapple but at the end of the day, I'm like, that's a little too pineapple And this one is a little too pineapple This one is a little too pineapple Yeah. It has too much of the, of the, of that. That's what I dislike about those kind of beers. It's mm-hmm. like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for adding mm-hmm. things to beer. Yeah. And I feel like some of it needs to be a little bit more well balanced. In the balance of it, they're not doing it right. Some, mm-hmm. regardless of the hops, I mean, it's difficult to brew beer just yeah. in general, and to get those tasting notes and those flavors like mm-hmm. perfect to where you're like, somebody has brewed the perfect beer. You know, it's well. So I like the scent better than I like the taste. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. With this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it smells that, better than I want to drink it. You yeah. Know? I'm like, ooh, it's kind of. See, this is why I brought. I'm like, I brought you a beer, Joe, that I don't like drinking that much. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Like but I said, it's I, got the, I, got, right? I got the other one too, down this one and. But it's interesting that to one. taste it, and I really wanted to talk about this whole idea that there's so many breweries right now who are doing these fruit infused beers. Like, even. Shop Top, which Fuck you know is top. yeah, but right, yes. it's Budweiser, right? Right. But they're doing a blood orange beer right now oh, okay. because that is the trend. That's the current trend. So I mean, I feel like any of those, yeah. So any of those major companies, they always do this for anything, like mm-hmm. fucking record labels, um, breweries, like anything popular. Mm-hmm. Always tries to feed off the bottom barrel of the trend that they see whether it be punk rock music at the time or there's a blood orange in but, everything but I mean now. Sierra one of the oldest established craft breweries they are also riding the trend with this beer well they're trying to keep up and I feel like that's the problem with most people most people just in general mm-hmm. are trying to keep up with the Joneses but if you just stick to your guns and brew what you do and play the same music that you play and do what you do it's gonna win in the end but at the same time, let's say your band is playing, I don't know, um, 
Queen style pl- classic rock, mm-hmm. right? Operatic classic rock, right? But totally. then you see that in the industry, um, let's say rap pop, which is a term I just made up. But let, let's or say rap that's, rock. Rap rock is a thing. Like oh, it used to be a thing. But that's like maybe the current trend. Mm-hmm. Totally. If you're like, hey, this is the current trend. This is what people listen to. We want to get these people listen to us. Would you try doing? No. 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 So your goal is not to get more listeners. Not on that caliber. No, because they're not what I'm about. And that so the key thing should always be, not money. Right. So the key thing to me, and it should be, and I want to stick, and I. This is where the term sellout comes mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I don't care about selling out. The care is that I change my style for somebody else. But what if you did your rap rock song with your own twist, your own... Could you imagine the Rolling Stones doing a rap rock song? I kind of could. You know why? Because I think about Aerosmith and... Um... But... Run DMC. I can, but that's... So that was like a collaboration. Exactly. But Steven Tyler didn't rap. No. So, but he put rap but I just, in I his see song. What, I see with the wave that you're going on. It's, yeah. it's kind of introducing a new audience as you add a certain uh, dynamic to that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and at the time... Ron DMC and Aerosmith, that really wasn't ever done before. Exactly. At that time. Yeah. I mean, it might have been trying to get there, but to be publicly, and it probably was more underground, and then Aerosmith with Ron DMC hookup, two popular bands in the 80s, mm-hmm. shed some light and kind of like took off on that level, right? Well, so, they also just like admired each other. Yeah. Right? And they were like, I love you. Yeah. Hey, I like you guys. Let's yeah. say it. It's the same as with, with, I would be like, if I admired somebody as a rapper and they admired me as a musician of, mm-hmm. of rock or who whatever and they said hey would you want to do a collaboration I'm like yeah let's do it I'm down and it got big that's cool but they see did. I'm not seeking out to change my style or jump on let's just say if I was the I wasn't Aerosmith right mm-hmm. and I wasn't I don't know uh, Faith No More as in, you know, you know, Faith Moore is mm-hmm. with so, and that's kind of a rap rock style in that genre. And then there comes another band who's like doing it too, but I'm the fourth one, and I'm like, now everybody's kind of doing it. Well, you know? that's what I kind of feel like this. So that's beer the, trend. Yeah, is. that's the thing. It's like once once it keeps done before, it's not. It's not cool. It's, it doesn't become cool anymore. However. Once that first person like finds it, it's, true. You know, maybe you're not cool anymore. Now I'm this probably not cool anymore. Yeah. This tropical <laughs> torpedo, I don't think it's the best representation of a fruity IPA, which no. so many people have and been I doing. I agree with you. Yeah. Right, but if you are in your rock band and you're like, we're doing this cool stuff, and then I hear this like rock rap hybrid, you're like, well, that sounds really cool. If you could then do it, but then like in a really cool way, in a really great musician way, maybe you got the idea from someone else. Oh, that's definitely, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, it doesn't, I feel like if your heart's in it, 
go for it. Yeah. It could be in any style. Because if you are like, this sounds really cool what this other band is doing. Aerosmith and Run DMC are doing and, a mix of yeah. rap and rock, and I really like that. And there's been so much... And that's there's the nothing thing. wrong with saying, I think that sounds cool, I want to try No, there's it. nothing wrong with that. And I yeah. agree. I agree with... And a lot of people try to shut that out, mm-hmm. and they try to like close it off of being like, that's lame. That's fucking... I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. Like, we shouldn't be playing that. I agree with that. And it's like... Um, I, I really, I find it hard to, uh, relate to certain things and rap, my brother raps, mm-hmm. um, he's pretty good at it actually. And we're cut from a similar cloth. We were in the same band together for a little while. We and, took different musical paths. Yeah. We just have we just had different musical paths. Yeah. The band broke up and he went somewhere mm-hmm. else and I went a different way and I yeah. went the way I was going. But um, he is still my blood brother part of me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I taught him how to play guitar and he has taken that and gone wherever he wants with it, you know, and now he's musically inclined. Now he plays drums and he's just this musical motherfucker mm-hmm. and he's yeah. good at what he does. Um, I don't know, because, so I don't think it's, oh, I don't think it's cool to keep jumping on all the trends. It's cool to, um, collaborate and mix maybe and, and try stuff out. And if it comes out good and well balanced, then yeah, I mean, everything is, 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 can be, can be can be good but yeah. it's just like if you're releasing an IPA and everybody's releasing a fruity IPA all the time you're like pineapple 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 uh, orange 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 mm-hmm. what can we put into beer this is the only thing that can go into it and somebody else is like wow but we put a blueberry into it it's yeah a blueberry IPA and, and everybody's just like all right now we're fucking going overboard and it's like well, that's what I'm thinking because there was a fruit beer trend in the 90s. There was this like blueberry wheat beer. I can't remember the brewery, but it was foul. It was disgusting. It tasted so bad. Yeah. And a lot of my fruit beer opinions are from that time when there were all these people like, let's throw a fruit in a beer. People like fruit. People like beer. This is great. I'm like, no, that tastes foul. Yeah. But then it happens again. You know, this many years later, and I think grapefruit, grapefruit Sculpin is like the perfect beer. I love it. I won't buy it right now because of their constellation that, well, stuff. Well, that's the thing. It's like I understand, and, and I yeah. know where you're coming from on that. But I think that is a great beer, and then because that became so popular, um, other breweries started doing it, and I think some of them have been really, really successful. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing either yeah. because, I mean, I think the same with any band or anything that, like, something becomes popular mm-hmm. and there's a ton of copycats. Yeah. That's the problem is that there's tons of copycats. You have to sift through all of that yeah, you to have find to sift, good ones. You have yeah. to sift through the bullshit to find the good, solid band. Right. You get the shop top. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's, that's exactly the wrong, and that's, that's the, message it, the message it sends mm-hmm. to those particular parties. Yeah. We could be craft beer lovers and people that uh, have been at it a long time or mm-hmm. just, you know, and doing those things. And all of a sudden you're like, well, that's a copycat watered down version of this band, of this beer. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, don't listen to that. 
mm-hmm. listen to this. And it takes a lot of people to sift through that bullshit. And you're like, yeah. but this is the new trend. And you're mm-hmm. like, but it's not a new. It's not new. You know, that's what people aren't understanding. Yeah. It's not new. And you it's can just also popular now. You can take the trend and you can make it something awesome. Yes, you could, and you can. Yeah, and you can make yeah. it better. You could. You could be one of those bands or one of those brewers that make it actually better. You're like, I liked what your I your head was at, but you just didn't do a well balanced or a well blend. Yeah. The mix wasn't right. Some you guys. We're not doing something right. Do you know what the first top forty rap song was? The first top forty mm-hmm. was it? Uh, uh, was it uh, Grandmaster Flash? No. Nope. Mm, top forty was it? The Aerosmith one? Nope. I don't know. It was Blondie Rapture. Blondie Rapture? Yeah. You don't know Rapture? Uh, I don't know if I know that song. Do you know Blondie? I know Blondie. Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's down. DJ's taking a said, smile, smile. Flash is fast. Flash huh. is cool. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know Yeah, that. she was the first artist who brought rap into the top 40. Which is kind of funny. Yes. That she's a white girl who yeah. rapped yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Wow. And she lived in New York City, and she met all these guys. Like, I mean, yeah, Blondie is Debbie Harry and her band. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, But yeah, they incorporated... Wait, is Blondie... I might get songs. No, no, no. That's Lita Ford. Okay, I know. I know Blondie songs. Yeah, but yeah. I'm Blondie thinking of is one way or another. Tide yeah. is high. Yeah, yeah. I was like Lita Ford. Call me. Wouldn't do that. Yeah. Call, me. Call was, me is the one. Lita Ford well, is Kiss hard rock. Kiss me deadly is Lita Ford. That's Lita Ford. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. She was hard rock. She was yeah, hair yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, she's hair metal. And she was one of the first female hair metal people for sure. Oh yeah, Lita Ford is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that song. But the I first, love that. she has a great out. The whole album's the first rap song that was in the top forty was Blondie. Mm. That's super fucking interesting to know. Yeah. Interesting. A white girl rapping in mm-hmm. the 80s is the first yeah. top 40. But which puts she, it on the map. Right. But she also called out to Fat by Freddie. Right. Like, in her whole rap. Yeah, yeah. Because she was a musician in New York. Do you know thing? In, 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 in probably Brooklyn or yep. uh, Harlem or whatever. Saw all these park guys. Is, yep. Yep. Just uh, uh, break dancing and mm-hmm. listen to boom boxes on the street. Yep. Yeah, that's how that shit gets started. Mm-hmm. And somebody takes interest. And popularizes it, and 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 that's like I said, like everything is cool. It doesn't matter what's popular, or what's not. And that's what I mean about it, my opinion as far as being in a band, brewing beer, uh, being an actor, doing anything. It doesn't matter if it's popular. I don't care that it's popular. It's whether it holds water. If that thing is solid, then I'm down. If right, but not, at the same time, right? If it is popular. A lot of people might say that Debbie Harry appropriated rap. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. But I very strongly feel that she's like, this is super cool sounding. Yeah. I'm going to make this song. It happened to be successful. Well, and so also here's the thing too with that is that she's the first person. How long did it take to get another female rapper on that fucking wave. Oh, and I mean, Blondie's not a rapper. No, I she's mean, not a rapper. But, but she, she had did a song. Rap. Yeah, she, she did rap. She rapped in a song. Yeah. Not saying that she's a rapper. Yeah. She's a singer. She's an artist. But how long? Madonna's not a rapper. She didn't rap. Madonna sang. She's a pop artist. Mm-hmm. It took like, you know, another two decades to get somebody else being like, oh, there's a female rapper. Yeah. You know, not, not that there wasn't female rappers, but... To get popularized, probably in the Billboard charts of the top forty or whatever. Do you whatever. think the first popular ones were Salt and Pepper? 
Uh, that could be this. pretty close. Salt and pepper. Yeah. That could be probably pretty close to being. Uh, uh, I mean, they got top forty, so it's not like just. I mean, obviously in. Uh, uh, like if you had a rap top 10 there were probably a bunch of people but they're the ones who got like top 40 crossed over to MTV and yep. a little bit right yep. yeah because I think uh, uh, Salt and Pepper was before TLC so yeah yeah that had to be they were probably the first female group to be that I know of anyway I think to be probably in the top 40 or to yeah. you know make 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 some some fucking headway yeah you know yeah I think I think for sure that there's those ladies and I feel like I don't know if it was their producers or whatever they made good topics and good points of their style and mm-hmm. just made it happen yeah and it was like oh that's cool and that's the thing with anything it's like see even though I'm I know that everybody's listening to rap or whatever I'm just like it's not my thing you know what I mean and that's and that's it's cool to stick to your thing Regardless if it's popular or not, mm-hmm. if you like fruity IPAs, cool. Yeah. If you Drink don't, this fucking torpedo. Right. It's fruity as Because it's fruity as fuck. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pineapple-y uh-huh. as hell. Yeah. If it's not, go back to the torpedo mm-hmm. or or seek out another IPA that's not fruity. Like that's the thing. It's like yeah. Do what do you don't don't let the trend take you over. You take over the trend. You know what I mean? If it's cool, do it. And don't do it just because it's cool. Like if people are you're like. Here, taste this, and you're in a group of people, and they're like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Everybody's like, "Oh, so good!" I'm like, "It uh, t- tastes like skunk's piss." <laughs> Fuck off. Take the take the shit and dump it on your face, like you know, like. That All right, well, that's thing. one way to approach that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little aggressive sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. I'm from New Jersey, so I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm just like, "Hey, fuck you guys," but no, but you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not afraid to say no yeah. in a group of people that are saying yes. Yes, absolutely, that's true. And I think that in all sort of aspects right now, beer, music, movies, TV, there there are so many ways you could go. Like you said, if you want fruity IPAs, go drink your fruity IPAs. If you want your dank, dense stouts, you can do that. Yeah. You have Everyone has all these options. It comes to pop culture as well. Yeah. If you love sci-fi... There's like a hundred things you can watch. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have you have the the door is open for. I mean, we have so many. We live in a world here or in America, mm-hmm. North America, uh, as far as like, um, being able to to have convenience and do whatever the fuck we want and like anything we fucking want. It's first world problems. Yeah. Right? We're just like, huh. I don't need to like that. Well, and you're we'll not that, that much younger than me, but, like, no. so when we were growing up, like, mm-hmm. you had radio stations that played certain mm-hmm. kinds of music. Yeah, and that's it. That's all you had. Yeah. You had pop, you had classic rock, you had ease listening, you had country. Yep. yep. It was classic rock on most of the stations that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, in my shout out to WZZO for fucking... <laughs> In, in Pennsylvania and Allentown for being mm-hmm. the the majority of my listening mm-hmm. experience over the years in my parents' car and for fucking like 30 years. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a product of my own environment of that kind of, but you like were forced to listen to certain mm-hmm. things. And yeah. Or watch TV. There was only like yeah. three channels. Yeah, there was, there was and, and I mean, I watched so many things. I think I've been watching... And I and I say this loosely, and I've been 
I've been because I took I took two and a half years of theater okay. and acting and mm-hmm. I I love acting I think mm-hmm. uh, and I've been watching movies and remembering them since I was like five years old like I was in front of a TV and people just didn't pay attention to me and they just kind of like did their thing mm-hmm. and I watched HBO and I would set my schedule as a little kid at seven years old to the movies I would watch like let's say a Saturday rolled around and I'd have to go to school right I'm yeah. like I had the movie schedule I had the and magazine. back in the day Saturdays when they would premiere stuff yeah and they would put yeah like this yeah. is the new mm-hmm. the new movie is gonna be on here so Terminator yeah. is gonna be fine mm-hmm. you're like Terminator yeah and I'm seven so mm-hmm. I got to watch whatever I wanted at any time and my parents didn't care they were off doing their thing and you know whether it was a good environment or a bad environment that's just how I grew up mm-hmm. and I would set my own schedule to that specific like and the magazine used to go from morning <laughs> afternoon evening and it would break it down in bars mm-hmm. and it'd be like 10 o'clock <laughs> this movie's on yeah you know uh noon the princess bride is on mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god and then it's like it just listen you're like okay so two o'clock in the afternoon is the shittiest movies of all time <laughs> so eight o'clock is when the premiere is yeah this is the movie to watch mm-hmm. i'm in i'm right by the tv mm-hmm. and i'm watching because everybody else is they're doing their thing yeah so yeah i just i i kind of grew up on that kind of tangent with acting and movies and I forget where my rant was going anywhere. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I just... But this idea of, like, choosing your culture, right? Like, now yeah. we have so many other choices. We're not, we're not waiting for Saturday night. No, yeah, HBO. you're not. You just, now everybody has this, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. The convenience of not scheduling anything. Mm-hmm. You have all Netflix and you gotta just watch it on demand. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are first world problems. And these is, you know, when you were growing up in that era, it's like, you were, you had to listen to a specific radio station, mm-hmm. uh, watch certain television programs when they were on. You yeah. couldn't wait, you couldn't, re, you couldn't record it. You, you couldn't set it. You'd have to yeah. be there. Yeah, you have to be record there. Record with your yeah. finger physically and, and then yeah. watch it if you were taping it or so, you know, yeah. So yeah, I think that was my point of the first world problems of inconvenience convenience uh, we've come into this um, decade of convenience but what I think is interesting so both of us growing up when we did like there was event TV there was event music right yes. like mm-hmm. you had to be there to experience it um, but nowadays there's all these different not channels, but like directions you can go in. Like if you're in the, really into sci-fi, you can go watch this. Yeah, you if you're really genre. into like music and rap, you can watch this. If you're really into like historical dramas, you can watch this, right? Yeah. So there isn't that same idea of the event TV or the event music, like Live Aid. Do you remember Live Aid? Live Aid, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was an event. That Everyone, was an event, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time. Because there's so much distraction, there's so many different ways you can go, each little pocket, like, even hypes it more. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were in the 80s and watching TV, you saw, like, Dallas, who shot JR. Yeah, right? exactly. The whole country was like, oh my God. Oh my God, yeah. Everyone's heard of this. So now, if you are in a particular um, group or, like, interest, you kind of credit yourselves, right? It's like 
Yes. So, and that's, I feel like even then, back then, like, like, like the same as the topics and people going out weren't the same as they are. Because now, right, like, ever, like, I just, I literally just started watching Westworld. Okay. Yep. Everybody else has probably already seen it. Yep, I've seen it. So, yeah, so everybody <laughs> else is, like, on this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I have Amazon Prime, and I'm like, I finally, I'll get around to watching and I've just seen the first two episodes, and I'm like, fucking hell yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a good show. Yeah. So, I feel like back then, when you were watching, like you said, like Dallas, mm-hmm. or if uh, my mom was a huge fucking fan of, like, As the World Turns, and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, The Young and the Restless, and all those random, like, yeah. soap operas. Yeah. I feel like they weren't going out to the bars and hanging out and talking about those things. True. Yeah. They weren't waiting around. Mm -hmm. Now people have kind of gone into that of like, what are you watching? Like, this is on. And it's like, you got to watch this. It becomes an event. Yeah. That is the event in general. Like, just that. And and people are are stoked to talk about like... you need to watch these seasons. Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, is, season seven's coming on. You need yeah. to watch all of them immediately. And it's like, get on the wave. Mm-hmm. Get on us. And then we can talk about it. Yeah. It's like, that's what people want. And yeah, like the, like I said, people are creating their own buzz and yeah. stuff. And if like, you're in I that have, group. I have, a, I have a group of friends. We watched Game of Thrones together. Yeah. And they watched it for, I think, like three seasons before I got into it. Like, mm-hmm. my friends were talking about this. And I'm like... Yep. Yeah, I'm not that interested, whatever, Game of Thrones, death, like stabbing, whatever. Not my yeah. thing. But then they kept talking about it. And they You're had like, a, oh, that sounds cool. And they a had different. a night, like they would all get together and watch it. And I'm like, well, FOMO, I don't want to miss like hanging out with my friends. Right, yeah, I got to be on the wagon of jumping in. Yes, just, yes. That's kind of where you need like some of the trends, you're like, all right, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I might as well just try to get into it and see what it... If I if I watch the first episode or two, and I don't like it, that's different. But uh, but never giving something a chance. So for me, Game of Thrones, I I needed to do a few you needed, more. You needed some yeah, more. Because I had watched the first one and it didn't draw me in. But then my friends yeah, Game were all of Thrones talking is a about little it. slower. Yeah. But but they're having these nights where they all get together and they have food and we make it themed and we make it a party and and we do it every Sunday night and that I liked that part. That's the part yes. I wanted. Yeah. So one weekend I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to catch up with this damn thing because my friends are having a really good time doing this. I would like to be part of that. And sure enough, I got sucked in. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I did the same as like everybody was talking about it. And I was the way later person. On mm-hmm. this. And usually, and this is the sad thing about me anymore. And I find it, I don't know if it's myself or... Because I used to be the first person in on most things. Okay. Like, that used to be me. I was like, did you hear this? Mm-hmm. No. Had you seen this? No. <laughs> you need to watch this. See, yeah. that was me. Like, I'm like, dude, you need to get on this. Like, blah, blah, blah. I need to talk to somebody about it because it's mm-hmm. fucking good. Now, I'm the late motherfucker to the game. Now, it's like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. You listen to this? No. Do you care? I don't even give a shit. Do you think it's because there's just so much more stuff? I think... I think yes that there's so much there's so many things out there that people are investing their time in 
Like my my other friend has been into a, for like podcasting and uh, a certain podcaster and just other people in general that I was very late to that game. I, although I've been listening to talk radio mm-hmm. and talking conversations, I just wasn't as in interested as I am now. And but he's been in there forever mm-hmm. and you like get in his car and he's just like dude I got this I got XM radio now and you can like hook it into your CD player and then you can like put it into your your now I have like an audio jack you can put it right in and now we can <laughs> listen to everything and you're just like that's such a thing and now you can stream anything you mm-hmm. fucking want you know what I mean like that is what is so random about like trends and events it's like he was like the first person that I knew that was in on that kind of thing. Yeah. But he was always liked talk radio. And I I mean, shit. We've been li- me and my friends have been listening to Howard Stern forever. And that's like the major talk radio uh personality. That was huge, right? yeah. Like that's the biggest thing. Anything anything after Howard is a spin-off. It it just goes, you know, and it's a, a version of him. Interviewing. Well, but see, I have an aversion of him. I hate him. <laughs> I will never listen to him. Have you ever listened to him before? Oh, I have. Yeah, just in general? I'm from New York. Okay, so yeah. you've, you've already yeah, I've heard it. an hour or two, yeah. yeah. I think so, he's gross. It's it's one of those things where it's like... Uh, it sets so much of a wave, and it set its, it set its own thing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's oh, its I'm not going to disagree entity. with that. Yeah. And yeah. whether... Whether you dislike him or like him, mm-hmm. it's like I like him in a sense that he actually is a great interviewer and he really does his homework and he's been doing it for a really long time and I he's the one who pushed I, the buttons. Yeah, I think for what I oppose to is his persona, like because I've heard interviews with him where he's a lot more. Have you seen the movie? No. You should watch the movie just in case. I don't know. I get the feeling though that. I mean, when he's on the radio, he's a shock jock, right? That was his... But that's why he I was think, the first shock jock. That's why I think you would like the movie, yeah. because it explains all that. Yeah. I really think you would enjoy... And I'm not saying this just because you're like, oh, I just like this person. I'm, I'm saying that you would like the movie because it holds more than just the radio station shock jock, and it shows the behind the scenes of mm-hmm. his life. Yeah. And whether you know about what he does after, it's a great story and how he came to be and like I said he's the, the pioneer of talk radio mm-hmm. I mean he really yeah. that's it I mean yeah. anybody else after that has been listening to him or has listened to him spin off of him and create shock waves yeah I can appreciate the um, idea that I'm gonna do shocking things to get people to listen to get me to talk about you the next day. Like SNL did the same thing, right? Right. Back in the seventies and eighties. Yes. And they've since come around full circle and they are now more relevant than ever. Yeah. Right? Where they weren't so much before. Um, so I'm gonna appreciate that I do think he is a smart man who understands that he's being controversial to be controversial so that people talk about it yes at the same time I don't want to hear what he's saying when he's doing those bits what I have heard him talk other times about how hey on my radio show 
I purposely am very antagonistic and kind mm-hmm. of confrontational because I got to get ratings. I can appreciate that. But I don't want to listen to that actual bit, that part of the show. So some of them were, and that's where if you're passionate about something, and I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you're passionate about something and you're pushing the boundaries on a thing, he he, it's like he he changed radio mm-hmm. and changed people's perspective of the FCC and what is regulated and what can be said on radio and what can't be. Well, it's similar to me with uh, South Park. Do you, you, so you don't, you're not a fan of South Park? I'm not a fan of South Park. Okay. That type of humor is not my humor. The humor is to make people uncomfortable. Mm. A lot of it is. It is. So, But I think that's the same wave. It's the same wave as South Park mm-hmm. is on that wave of shock value. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's... It brings up stuff that makes people uncomfortable. But it should make people yeah. uncomfortable. It yeah. should. That's the thing because people are saying that mm-hmm. no matter what. You could be at the bar, and this is what this is where you know. That's why I love having these conversations over beer because mm-hmm. it's like we're getting you know, and it's like you could be at the bar and people are talking and somebody makes an inappropriate thing, but you're like, we're at the fucking bar. This is not appropriate place. Mm-hmm. This is not where you should be like, I bring my mother here. This is a church place. <laughs> fucking shut your face. Yeah. Get the fuck you. This is to say anything we want to say, not to offend, but to be comfortable and able to talk freely amongst ourselves it's like you know whether you're you know you want to say a, a derog- and, and, and you know like I said it's not to disrespect people mm-hmm. it's something like okay I don't care for you know people talking about shitting in people's mouths I don't eh, I don't I don't I don't it's not yeah. what I want to hear yeah. about I just don't care you know mm-hmm. it's, that's not my thing whatever fuck yeah. you guys want to fucking talk about fuck you fuck yourselves I'll join the conversation on this side mm-hmm. of the bench, you know, rather yeah. than on that side. But it can still be talked about at the bar. And it's the same as what South Park and Howard Stern is like trying to make these public things be public is pushing boundaries on real life, real conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's where podcasting has become a long way is like where you're like, it's explicit. Mm-hmm. There's swearing. Yeah. There's conversations about anything you want to talk about. It doesn't matter where the topic goes. We can well, be gross. Well, that being said, know. right? Mm-hmm. So Howard Stern does some gross stuff. South Park does some gross stuff. I don't choose to listen to them, but I also know that they're when they're talking about that gross stuff, they're trying to make a point. They do make good points, right? and that's the thing. But at the bar. Some dude it's true. talking about, like, you know, whites are supreme, right? Right, and that shit's not That's okay. not making a statement. That's no, no, not no, no, trying no. to make a, a cynical, sort of sarcastic, no, no, no. let's, like, put this out there for, like, farce reasons, which no, is no, what no, South no. Park and Howard Stern do. Right. So if you are at the bar and some guy is spouting off some racist crap, Mm-hmm. That's gross. That you don't want to hear. You're the bartender. You have to serve him. It's true. But that's where the patrons come in. That's where the conversation is amazing. 
Yeah. Because I like, even though he's a racist piece of shit, I want to know where he's coming from. It's to change somebody's mind one person at a time. Do you really think you're going to change that guy's mind, though? Probably not. I don't think so. But having a conversation with him mm-hmm. is going to be fascinating. That's why I love conversation, because conversation is everything. Conversation is having two people disagree and agree on things. You like this, I like that. You dislike that. Like, what makes you dislike that? How come? Why is it like that? But, okay, you're racist. What makes you so racist? Is it just because of skin color? What is it? What is it about somebody else? Did your dad make you this way? I want to know those things. I'm really fascinated in people's opinions that make them that way. Is your brain chemistry just fucked up that you are on a different plane? So why do you not get angry when you hear them Um, saying gross things? Because I'm trying to take it all in and I process. My processing bar is like a medium or a slow pace. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it takes me a minute to being like, that's funny. I mean, not always, but funny. Is, Is somebody trying to be funny? When I read things, I get mad. Because reading, and, the, and people are like, have you read this? It's so funny. And I'm like, like The Onion. You know The Onion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I read them, like, I don't think it's funny. Like, fake news is not funny to me. Oh, but see, I think The Onion's hysterical. I know. Because it's a farce. I know it's a farce. Exactly. But when yeah. I read that shit, it doesn't make, it makes it, it makes me think that they're fucking with people in the wrong way. Because I'm trying to get information that's real, and they're well. Then don't go to the Onion. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. The Onion mm-hmm. is, a, is a reliable source. But now you have so many, and yeah, here we're doing this. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll change pace. We're doing the the Cogzilla Double IPA brewed in San Jose uh, by Geartooth Ale Works, and they spelled Works with an E. Oh, I've never even heard of that one. So, yeah, I haven't heard any of this. Gearworks? So, it's uh, Gear Ale Works, and Works Ale Works is spelled A L E W E. Yeah, like, wor- like twerking, yeah. like kind of like that. No, you're pouring for me. Oh, oh yeah, I got you. I got you. No worries. <laughs> I'm the bartender here. I feel you. I feel it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, I just don't think that the, I, I recognize the satire in a word when I'm reading it sometimes and I'm just like that fucks with my mind too much for me to be like yeah I it's interesting because we're kind of opposite yes you I, view it and you see the satire and I can laugh yeah if I if I read it I'm not laughing I'm the other way if I read it I'm laughing if I view it I'm pissed off mm. total opposite of what yeah, I yeah absolutely that's where I find it's it's an interesting dynamic of what we what we're, what mm-hmm. we're about us yeah. is and and uh, I don't in your English too right mm-hmm. you were born in England yeah uh, what year did you move or how old were you I was four years old when we moved here okay yeah so yeah I'm wondering if it's just I don't know if it's in the blood or the because satire a lot of that stuff's English. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same with Monty Python, like that kind of like. Yeah, Monty not Python to, is... not to bring it full circle. No, like, but it is really, it's circle. really, really English. But when I read it. But you know what? My parents are not a big fan of Monty Python. No. No. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know why. Um. But yeah, they 
my both my parents are not a huge fan of Monty Python and like you know uh, The Office TV show there's yes. an English mm-hmm. version and an American version yeah there's an English and American yeah. mm-hmm. I watched the American version I'm like this is not funny mm-hmm. I watched the English version I cracked up the whole time yeah the scripts are the same, as far as I know, like in the first couple of seasons. It's on the same wave. Yeah. Definitely, both shows. But, but I watched The Office, The English Office, with my dad and Joey. Uh-huh. Joey and I are cracking up the whole time. My dad's like, this is not funny. Hmm. Not funny at all. So, Interesting. Yeah. And maybe it's more generational than location, right? It could be. Yeah. It could be. Um, but... Even generational, I mean, Monty Python's pretty fucking old. My dad's older than that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but when Monty Python came oh, out... Oh, this is good. This is good? Yeah. This is really good. What are we drinking again? We this should is, say it yeah, out loud. This is the, um, the Cogzilla by Geartooth Aleworks Brewery. And that's in San Jose. San Jose, yeah. It's in San Jose. Do they have a tap room? Do we know that yet? Uh, this is the first... I just bought this yeah. at... Um, hold on one second. I don't know. If... Yeah, we can stop talking about Monty Python and figure out if these guys uh, have a tap room because that'd be fun to go to. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, Joe's plugging shit in. Yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> case, in case uh, it stopped for a moment <laughs> and uh, I fucked shit up. Oh no, we're good. Okay, solid. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, my battery went down. <laughs> We're fucked. No, I'm good. No, but, yeah, if they have a tap room, I don't know if they have a tap room yet, but this is, they have a website. Everything is listed on the bottom. Yeah, it's really tasty. That's really good beer. Yeah, it's really good. But it's strong, right? Like, it doesn't taste that strong, but it's strong. And their tasting notes are tropical, citrus, and floral. We just had the tropical, which is so it's overly... So Pineapple that I don't know that we can taste any. And this is a double compared to that, which yeah. was a single, which is six point seven. This is an eight point five. I am not tasting any citrus in this because I just had the tropical. Yep. It was so yeah. overpowering. Yeah, definitely way overpowering. Yeah, and it's like this one was like, huh? The tasting notes are fucking right there. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but yeah, the, the, our humor—it's kind of like it's. It's weird. I find certain things really humorous, and other things I just—I'm just like, I don't know what a, what it is about me, but I'm just like, I don't find it funny. Like things aren't funny to me, and I'm—I'm, I'm, and when I hang out with certain friends, they're like, dude, I have to see a movie with you because it's the funniest thing when we're laughing <laughs> together, and I'm like, we're laughing so hard we're crying. But certain people I guess when I'm doing that with it's just we enjoy the same humor mm-hmm. but at the same time this other thing I'm like did you my, me and my girlfriend probably don't find anything the same we are the polar opposites of each other we don't find a single thing about each other funny <laughs> we don't like the same music yeah. we don't like the same anything we agree to like the certain like show here and there we'll watch it together mm-hmm. and be like oh it's fun it's cool, cool. but like for like major things in our life, music or movies, no. We hate everything about each other. We're just like, <laughs> are we together? It's like, no. But we really uh, come together on like uh, personal issues and mm-hmm. we really connect as a whole, as, as people. Yeah. And it's not about what music you like. It's not about, you know, what movies you like. That's, those are high school things. So 
Joe and I also have a very different sense of humor. Mm. Um, there is tons of this what I call weird esoteric shit that he would call like just normal everyday things but I do not find it funny what what is an example I can't even think of one because I I can't find it funny so it doesn't even stick in my head like is there a, so okay like if he could call in right now he would tell you yeah totally do, yeah. do you have a certain so off the top of your head do you have a, a certain movie? I throw that that <coughs> he loves that you're just like oh. are we watching this again fuck you like you yeah, I'm gonna no, go to I bed can't, I can't think of one but my point was like you talking about you know you and your girlfriend it's mm-hmm. like we have certain things that we both find hilarious for example Monty Python yeah we both totally. love Monty Python yeah you agree like those, yes. those are and that's a great yeah the holy grail like that mm-hmm. that shit is Agreeable to be funny. Yeah. And I agree with that as well. And we both love show tunes. Yeah. Um, which he performs and I listen to. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Um, and we I both, like some. We love beer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, but there's a lot of uh, online comics. I don't know if you know this one. And if he were here, he'd tell you exactly what it is. But it's a dinosaur comic. Have you seen that? Dinosaur comic? All right. Uh, yeah. No, you would know what I mean if you had seen it. But he finds that hysterical. Huh. So the premise is that there's these dinosaurs, and every week or month, I don't know how often this guy publishes an update, but he uses the same, like, five panels of these dinosaurs. One's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. One looks like a Velociraptor or maybe a bird thing. I don't know. But the premise is that every time he publishes a comic... He uses the same pictures. They just have different dialogue. Okay. So Joey will post these dinosaur comics. Like, this is so funny. And you read it, and I'm like, eh? You're like, no, it's not. No. Like, no. I got nothing. Nothing. Sorry, it's not this doing it for me. This has absolutely no response for me. Yeah. And if he's listening to this, he's going to be laughing his ass off. Oh, totally, He knows exactly yeah. what I mean by the no, dinosaur yeah, totally. comic. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know who it is. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. You. I will send it to you. All right. Yeah, send it. Send it to me. I, I, I'm, you I'm will curious. probably find it hysterical. <laughs> Depends. I, I'm very. I'm very optimistic. So yeah. I'm like, ah, I could or I couldn't. I don't know. And like I said, I my know. friends will send me shit that I'm like, that's funny. Or they'll send me shit. And I'm just like, why would you send me this? this yeah. Is terrible. But and my friends usually would know me the best. You mm-hmm. know, it's like. And that's, well, you would think your husband knows you the best, well, well, right? Always. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, but not everybody knows everybody's brain and the and, and the things and gender. Too. Gender is a big thing that, like, I, I feel like it's like okay, we all want to be equals, but let's oh, accept so that we're different. Oh, so here's another comparison. Have you ever watched Ab Fab? Absolutely fabulous. No. Is that what, what? Is it a show? It's a show. It's an it's, English show. Okay, in the English show. Okay, absolutely fabulous, and it's these two women who are friends, who are complete drunkards and like they're mm-hmm. completely not skilled at all. Anyway, Ab Fab is this thing. Okay. Um, and I will watch that with my girlfriend Stephanie. We will watch Ab Fab, where these women are totally drunk and stupid and doing like awful things. And we are cracking up. We are falling over ourselves laughing. Yeah. We're watching it with Joey. Joey's like... Stone face, just like nothing. This is not funny. This is not funny. And we're like, this is hysterical. We yeah, love... Yeah. No, he's like, no, not funny. Not for me. Not. Nope. 
And I feel like that's a gender thing sometimes. It just might I mean, be... maybe at that is, but... Maybe. The dinosaur comic thing, I feel like there are other women who like that, but... Maybe. Um, we have since established that we have very different senses of humor. Well, do you like do you like uh, Sex in the City? I do. Occasionally. I don't love it, though. You like it, but you don't love it. Right, because I get really annoyed about how like self-centered they are. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I like it as well as not love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, um, but I, I watch it. I'm like, yeah. There are certain scenes that are really funny. Yeah, there's yeah. And, and I love um, Kim Cattrall. Yes. And I think yes. that um, 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 Sarah Jessica Parker is awesome. Um, I, yeah, I think I think the ladies in it are mm-hmm. great, and the show is well created. Yeah. Some of the self centeredness of the show of mm-hmm. being yeah of, of that caliper. There's a lot. Of, I mean that's the thing with everything. It's like it's it's I agree on some things and mm-hmm. I don't agree on some things and I'm just like, okay, that's not what I like. Yeah. And then so I just got my girlfriend into it who has never watched it. Oh really? Yeah. So she's just like, Oh, this is a great show. Nice. Like, I'm like, Yeah, it's it really is. I yeah. I own season one mm-hmm. but I don't have any of the other seasons. I've seen a lot of them because I used yeah. to have HBO and I just yeah. watched the shit out of it. But I'm more of a I love comedy, but I love, I'm probably more fascinated with death for some reason. Okay. I'm not feeling creepy at all in your house right now. Well, <laughs> well, well I say that is like, the shows sometimes that I watch and the some of the movies, but mostly the shows, like, my favorite show is the HBO series is like Six Feet Under. Have you seen that before? I've heard of it. I've watched part of it. Yeah, we'll take a little uh, little pause break and we'll be right back. No worries. Yeah, so... Okay, so we're back. Just so you know. Um, I, I, I forget exactly what part yeah, we were... Yeah, me too. <laughs> we were at, what we were talking about. Um, well, we were talking about differences in, in, in the comedy and just lifestyles yeah. in general about yeah. significant other in that kind of sense... And I feel like when you're on the same wave with friends, everything is funny. And then when, when nobody's, like, getting it, you're just like, why is it only funny to me? Mm-hmm. Or, like, my friends would be like, I want to see this movie, but it has to be with you. Because they know my humor, I know mm-hmm. their humor, and it's, like, specific, right down to the T. You yeah. Know? Um... And it's like, do do you like all the any of the all the Austin Powers movies, or are you not a fan of any of that? I am a I would say I'm a semi fan. Um, the first Austin Powers came out, um, and I went with my friends Jimmy and Christine to see the first Austin Powers. Okay. And there were parts of it that I found like super amusing and and really funny, but there was some point. Maybe there was a toilet involved. On the second one? Maybe. Like, something was, like, on the pot. I think that one is what the the second one with Fat Bastard. When he's, like, yeah. shitting out and he's doing all the, the poo-poo humor. Yeah, with, with and that the, was not for me. That no? was not for me. Um, so you're not a fan of any of the, the gross stuff? If it's not gross, really. Not really. Not into it. No. 
No, well, bodily think, functions are a thing that yeah, you're not. Yeah, but I, actually, I think it might have been the first one. I don't remember what it was, but... The first one. Uh, I don't think the first one has anything about toilets, though. All I can remember was they were laughing their asses off at this one scene. Mm-hmm. And it was an Austin Powers movie. They were laughing their asses off, and I'm like, this is not funny. But then, like, he fell down, and that made me crack up. Like, nobody's there, business. There are... I mean, I get... I fucking lose it on the most subtle scenes for certain movies mm-hmm. like in my top whatever I don't know I don't even know right now at the moment but so I've become more and more as a fan as I got older and recently over the years of Adam Sandler and I like a lot of Adam Sandler stuff mm-hmm. I don't always love Adam Sandler stuff but I mean, we can go through the classics of yeah. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, like those kinds of things. I don't know if you're a fan or... See, the one I dislike. like is, um, what was the one with Drew Barrymore? Oh, um, yeah, um, uh, The Wedding... Uh, wedding Singer, Wedding yes. Singer, yeah. I loved Wedding Singer. Yeah, Wedding Singer is fantastic. Because it's like goofy, but also had a heart. Yeah, totally. And that's the part I like. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of his stuff has that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But some of it doesn't have the heart, but it still has the heart. But this one, it's called That's My Boy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, is that one where he pees against the wall with a kid? No, that's um, Big Daddy. Okay. Yeah, that's Big Daddy. All right, no, Anyways. I don't know then. So Maybe. That's My Boy is, he's like uh, this younger, well, he's this like um, sort of weird a B star. Because he had sex with his teacher. Oh. So he became, like, famous. Okay. In a, in a weird way. Yeah. And he got all this money, and then he spent it all, and he just blew all his money. He's like a broke-ass dad. What is the name of this movie? That's My Boy. That's My Boy. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, so he like, becomes, like, this broke-ass loser. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to get money, but he has a son who, like, was a fat guy. Now he's marrying, like, but he's, like, skinny now, which and which is Adam Sandberg. Right. Yeah. It's like it's just like this ridiculous comedy. So Adam Sandler's the dad. Yeah, and Andy Sandberg is the son, and it's fucking hysterical. Oh, I thought you meant that he was the son as well. Like I was in no, like no, Eddie no, no, Murphy no. in those movies. Like, oh no 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 yeah. yeah no no yeah it's not no it's, so Adam okay. Sandler is just the one character. Yeah. Andy Sandberg is the 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 son of of him, and he's trying to get money out of him because his mom's in jail. The mom in jail is Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah, who's the hot mom. Well, yeah, yeah, because they did, like, not the dick in the box with the follow-up. No, Yeah, yeah, but the follow-up to that, yeah. What was the follow-up? I, like, I want to sleep with your mom or something? Yes, on that wave. Did you think that was funny? Or, like, on that on that kind of thing? Or I thought any the, of that humor? I thought the follow-up where it was Susan Sarandon and some other famous woman where it was the same characters as uh, Adam Sandberg and, and who's the other one? The other guy who did it? Oh, um, uh... There were two of them. Yeah, there was the Lonely Island Justin Timberlake. Boys. Justin Timberlake yeah. did that one, yeah. But, but it's like, I'm gonna fuck your mom, was like, the yeah. premise. Yeah. That was hysterical. Yeah. Shit was good. Yeah. It's funny. It's kind of on the wave of that. Yeah. It's on that, it's on that humor. But I never heard of that. Yeah, that's, it's, that's my boy. It's pretty Yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the same, you know, uh... We have a lot of the weird, 
a lot of weird dif- differences and a lot of humor that's just mm-hmm. like some people find things hysterical yeah. and I'm like so and I and I pick out these really tiny so there's a scene in the movie where he's just describing how he saved his son's life which is a total lie <laughs> but he's yeah. describing how he saved him and he's like I, I pushed a br-, he's like my this guy over here he like lost his burrito and it like fell onto the tracks <laughs> and the train comes whizzing by and he's like so I like took my chest all in and then and then the train came by and it, and the shirt it rips it right off my body and, it, and <laughs> that I'm just like dying every single time he says body see I'm laughing because of the way you said that yeah, yeah. and it's exactly that point yeah. where I'm like I, that I like lose my shit because I'm invested into his story mm-hmm. and the way he describes it. And it's just so fucking funny that I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like dying laughing of like anything. And like, it's the little subtleties about that type of humor mm-hmm. in those movies that I'm like rolling on. It's not the big laughs of like, See, the you're thing supposed is, to laugh here. It's like, no, it's this part. I'm not that subtle. My favorite comedy movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is great. Yes. Yeah. I laugh every single time yeah, I, I watch mean, that movie. Every yeah. single time. I love it. I mean, to me, uh, the thing about how... how There's Tim... no basement in the Alamo. Yeah, I that's mean, my that's favorite hysterical. part. I do that all the time for other comedy movies. <laughs> After watching the Alamo, I bring that shit up. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Exactly. There's no fucking basement There's in the Alamo. There's no basement in the Alamo. I'm like, when are we going to see the basement? They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's on that level of comedy that that's the shit I really love. <laughs> and some of the other shit just gets either by me or mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm either out of touch with some certain things. and I don't know, certain comedy just... How do you feel about Family Guy? Um, So Family Guy, I feel like, had it, had its run. Okay. And it's now trying to be in competition with The Simpsons and South Park as the longest-running animated series. And you're just kind of running out of jokes. See, all of them, I don't like them. Because a lot of the humor is, like, put-down humor. It's definitely a put-down kind of show. And that's not funny to me. It's, it's I understand funny. that, especially with Family Guy... Well, it's the thing like, about Family Guy is uh, some of it owns up to its thing. Exactly. Some of it does, and some of it kind of goes away mm-hmm. with the character. Like, he'll make fun of the daughter, right? She's like, he's like, hey, yeah, Meg, you're fat. And then he's like, oh, now I'm going to walk away. And there's like this weird, awkward thing about the cartoon that is not real life. It's a cartoon. And it shows him, like, walking away, like, really awkwardly. You know? And awkwardness is funny to me. I love people that are super awkward because they're just like, huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm really just, I don't know even know where I am right now. I just became into this zone that I'm just like, well, fuck. Uh, I don't okay. think I like it because I was that awkward person. I mean, I think all of us were at a certain time. No, I'm thinking you were always cool. No, I was never cool. I believe you were cool. I got made fun of. Really? Yeah. Totally. In grade school, high school. But yeah. you're so cool. Just I'm humble. I just don't care. Yeah. People, I've learned to just, if people try to take stabs, you take stabs back. 
and just own it and be like, let it roll off you. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I for sure. I mean, but like, it's hard to do that like in high school and middle school, though, right? That, yeah, and yeah. in that grade, you're just like, oh my god, why is everybody making fun of me? Uh-huh. And you're trying to fit in, right? Like, yeah. Once, once I got but a you little bit, you made fun of in middle school, really? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, even my own sister made fun of me. Well, of course, siblings is different. Yeah, but in high school, as she made it, like, and then on my, like, I had friends, obviously a few of them, but there was there were outcasts as well. Like, mm-hmm. They weren't cool. Like nobody thought they were cool. So you were an outcast. Yeah. Was, Why do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Because you seem very secure and well aware of yourself now. Yeah, I I was then too. I just didn't know why or why people... I I didn't know... I didn't know a lot of things as far as... So everybody has a different home life. When you bring it to school, Mm -hmm. it's totally different from their home life. Yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's accustomed to something different than you are. And that creates controversy of like something as simple as what you're wearing shoes mm-hmm. you know oh you got Kmart shoes you're wearing British right. Knights yeah. oh, those are BK yeah. those are fucking Burger King shoes like fuck you like mm-hmm. blah 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 you know something that you're wearing can be made fun of immediately yeah and I was never cool for that I didn't care like you know I was I was made fun of by, you know by girls by, by other mm-hmm. guys and um, I wasn't I wasn't ever beat up on though yeah, I didn't tried... get that either in high school. Yeah. None of it was physical. It was no. all verbal. It was all verbal. Yeah. And when somebody tried to take it to another level, I challenged it all the time. And I used to spar and kickboxing with um, one of my friends who uh, passed away a really long time ago. Now, that um, uh, he he adopted me in the sense of feeling a good about myself in seventh grade um he actually was like he was this awesome kid who was poor and everybody liked him and he wasn't super popular but he was popular right because of who he was but yeah. he didn't have he didn't have a big family he didn't have a big house he had three brothers and um, he adopted me into being like, as I was the new kid, he was like, yo, man, you want to come hang out on the back of the bus with us? And I was like, nah, it's cool, man. It's, I'm fine. And I started like hanging out with him mm-hmm. eventually. And they were like people that were into like kickboxing, karate kind of stuff. And I would hang out with them and we'd do kickboxing and mm-hmm. fun stuff together. And yeah. he made me feel comfortable about who I was and things that I liked in seventh grade. What do you think was so different about you that you didn't fit into the mainstream? Because I'm getting this sense from you that you didn't fit in, this guy adopted you. Yeah, in a sense of, of, of just like being accepted in, in school of... Right, but what was the you know, what was the whole thing in school that you didn't automatically fit into? Is it just because you were new or... Did you need a Well, crowd? no, because I wasn't always new, so I'd, I don't know. I think yeah. that it was just either my hairstyle, um, maybe the way I smelt, my clothes. My parents were smokers. The, the, um, even weed would cling to my clothes, mm-hmm. and, you know, and teachers would be like, like... Oh, are you a problem child? Are you smoking? And yeah. I'm like, no. It, my house is like... 
this apartment smaller than this apartment yeah and they would be like are you you know what and i'm like that's i'm not i'm not smoking like i've never smoked a cigarette mm-hmm. in my entire life yeah and they would just be like are you smoking like this and i'm like no i don't my parents smoke and that's so that would be like a big thing and so i don't know i i don't know what what maybe would be about me maybe the music i liked or things that I were into or I just mm. felt stupid or I sounded stupid I couldn't tell you why people would make fun of me for certain reasons or mm. maybe they just to make themselves feel better well I obviously I mean that's the end yeah, of the day yeah. that's why people do kids, that kids do fucking terrible yeah. shit yeah that's the, end, that's the end of the story of that one like kids do terrible but shit but there's like this weird thing where if you're like a kid who's awkward anyway there are people who focus on that and that's what they like Oh, so and so smells bad, or so and so is lame, or so and so is like can't walk right. I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like they find a thing to focus on. It's true. It's they they find something to really pinpoint mm-hmm. on and just keep ragging and ragging. Right. And and I think I never let you... that happen. As but... far as like, if it came to an altercation with another dude, girls, of course, they're gonna make fun of you throughout grade school you know or whatever your gender is like you're gonna get picked on or you know or vice versa high school becomes like this other entity it's this very weird thing I and mean, you can do the smallest thing wrong and suddenly like everyone's like oh no you are not accepted yeah totally and you gotta kind of like either laugh it off and just brush by it because you know, I just didn't care. I'm like, fuck these people. They're not anything to do with me. I, I went to care. a large enough high school, like really big high school. My, Where, where's your high school at? It was in um, Arlington, New York. Oh, okay. Which is near Poughkeepsie. Yeah, no, I've been to Poughkeepsie um, before. But my my graduating class was 524 people. Mine was probably about a little over that, maybe. Seven hundred to a thousand, close to in year one class. In my graduating class, yeah, 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 somewhere around there. So you go to school that big, yeah, and hopefully you find some people. Well, the thing about me too is that I went to grade school with a lot of these people as well, and I was my mom and my you know my family was travelers, as far as we moved from apartment to apartment mm-hmm. throughout the town okay in the area yeah and you know there's boroughs and districts of other areas and blah 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 so I kind of got acquainted to other kids as well as the kids I grew up with mm-hmm. and when I got to high school everyone was there so I fell back into a certain amount of those kids and also the same kids knew me so when I had classes I was like Oh, cool, I have classes with you, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And at the same time, but then there were still also those, you know, jocks and other people that mm-hmm. I just didn't really, yeah, you know, who didn't know me, who were from that other school that I mm-hmm. didn't go to at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was on that wave of not being accepted, and that's kind of probably where I, and me and my friends were into punk rock and rock music, and, you know, we were just didn't fit in with... The rest of the people that were dyeing their hair blue and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean not everybody's dyeing their hair blue in high school back in ninety 
six, yeah, you yeah. know, or, you so know, I was a skateboarding. Few, I was, yeah, it was a few years earlier than that, and we had this, I mean, I lived in a pretty rural area around this main city, but, like, the way our school district was set up was, like, you had a local elementary school, and then a slightly more local middle school, and then you went to junior high, and that was, like, there were two. Yeah. And then you all went to the same high school. Yes. So it was this tiered system. I mean, there were, like, 14 different towns that were all represented in my high school. Okay. So all of these kids, like, my best friend at the time lived 45 minutes away from me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a because little while. That's a ways we, away. Yeah, because it was so rural, but not totally rural, that everyone ended up at the same high school. Okay. And I was lucky enough that... There were definitely cliques in my high school, but there wasn't just one. And I had the benefit of belonging to a number of different ones. There was like the the advanced AP kids. I was part of that because I was an honor student. So I had the, yeah. this whole scholastic thing. Then there was like drama club and I was part of that. And that's a whole bunch of people. And I just did a bunch of clubs and managed to have like all these different cliques that I was part of, there was definitely some bullying. There was definitely some people who were not totally accepted. But most of that was gone by high school. I was bullied in middle school. Yeah, middle school is the worst. Yeah. High school gets a little better. Especially if you have a huge group, right? Because you can find your person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In high school, you can like, let's stick together. But there are people who go to high schools where the graduating class is like 11 people. Yeah, totally. Right? So they cannot. They have yeah. no choice to find right. their pe- person. I was able to find that. This was great. No, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like high school was a better normal for me. Mm-hmm. Which is, and I had a girlfriend. You know, I wasn't worried about that. Mm-hmm. And, but certain, in middle school, it was a work up between like seventh. Seventh and ninth grade were the worst, I think, yeah. for me as a person. Seventh grade to ninth grade was really a hard reach for people of me too trying to stick out, mm-hmm. being uh, like who I am, liking the certain music that I like, mm-hmm. uh, dressing a certain way, you know. Uh, well, I mean, in seventh into your ninth own. grade, that's when you figure that shit out. Yeah, right? that's like yeah. the that's like your main like you're like this is who I am. Uh huh. That's what I'm gonna be. Yeah. Done. And then by tenth yeah. grade, like I dropped out of high school, so I was. Oh like, really? Yep. I left high school at in tenth grade, before or yeah before my junior year, which would be an eleventh. So I left mm-hmm. after tenth grade. My mom signed me out. She's like, okay, you don't want to be here, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You have to work. That's fine. So at 15 to 16, all I did was work. I dropped out of school. I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to be me and have a fucking mm-hmm. good time. And uh, yeah, I, I, after that, I didn't look back. I just didn't care. So do you regret it now? Is there any part I do of regret, you regret it? I do regret not finishing school, mm-hmm. but I did uh, earn a GED. And right. I did... But you that's know, different from being yeah, it's in not, school. Yeah, it's not as uh, it's not as rewarding. It's not it's not as like I didn't get to graduate or learn a little more. But I tell you what, 
I probably am better off and maybe still alive at not that I say well, I wouldn't be alive but, but I'm that's saying, kind of a dramatic statement. It is. Like, what do you think would have happened? The senior thing, nothing I don't think would have happened to me as I would have progressed. But I just think that I was probably, uh, you know, I, I didn't drink and I didn't smoke weed or I didn't do anything. I was in a punk band and all that stuff and I still stuck with it. And all my friends that went to school... You things. just said you would die if you stayed in high school. No, I didn't say I would. I said it could have been. Why? What would have changed? I mean, any of my friends that could have been drunk driving or anything oh, that's, okay. you know, anything random that could have happened with somebody that I, I don't know, like a weird party that I could have got mixed up with. Like, okay. Who knows? Like, I don't know. I, I might have been persuaded to go to a party that um, I didn't want to go to, or you know, but I wasn't involved in... But parties. you also made the decision to drop out. So yeah. I'm and thinking work. if you had stayed there, you also would have had that decision-making skill. Yeah, totally. Right? I, yeah, I feel I feel the same. I, I yeah. probably would have been probably okay with making those decisions. Yeah. And I probably would have been okay. But, you know, at the same time, I'm just reaching on a limb and being like, putting things in a, in a perspective like, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I... I feel like that's an interesting way to go, though. You know, I would have died. I yeah. might have died. Who knows? I don't know. Like, did you I, know people who died because they went that way? Not even because they went that way. Just because they were in the wrong car with the wrong person. I knew a person that um, he was in a group. It was in a a, a Walmart, mm-hmm. um, out of all things, that, that a new Walmart had installed in our hometown. And he was in a group of four people in a car that he probably would have been in those are the friends whatever mm-hmm. uh, who knows like you know how things work out yeah. but um, he was in a group of people that he was leaving a Walmart on a road that never had any other traffic besides that specific road mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's a Walmart cut in there and they were leaving at one time and he got T-boned and they got struck by a car. So yeah, they they. All right, we're they, gonna have Joey on the phone during our podcast. All right, yeah. I can continue the story after. Hi, Joey. This is uh. Uh, we're recording right now. See, you can put him on speaker. No, no, no. That's fine. I just said, hey, Joey's calling. We're gonna put him on the show. But yeah, we're almost done. Uh, oh. Did he hang? Yeah, he hung oh. up on me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call him back and get the ride home. Yeah, just uh, put him on speaker. Being like, hey. I, I was trying. He's like, I'm sorry, I'll hang up. And then he just did. <laughs> it's a solid, it's a solid move. <laughs> solid, solid. All right, move. I'm going to try him back. Towards the end, I'll, I'll cut some. Of I this am. Out. We were ready for you to be on the podcast too. And then you hung up on me. Yeah, put him on speaker. All right, I'm gonna put you on speaker. Okay, he doesn't. Want... That's cool. Yeah, just, just tell him to come pick you up then. He yeah. doesn't want to be on speaker, but will you yeah. come pick me up? Uh, five Newell Court. Mm-hmm. All right, I will send you an address via text. All right, bye. All right. Yeah. Cool. Nope.
not wanting to be part of the show. No, not even not even chiming in. All right, so we will wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap up. Um, so I'll give you the, the the quick story of this guy. Okay. Um, they were coming out of uh, a Walmart spot that had just been newly installed. Okay. And a friend of mine's dad had been drinking, coming from another place. T-boned him. He's the only person who got stuck in the back seat. The car got fire and he burnt to death. Oh my god. Yeah. So it was your friend's dad who drove the car who T-boned So one dead? of my friend's dad drove the car who killed another friend of mine. Oh my god. He it's burnt horrible. to death. And yeah, and they were like try and they were trying to put the fire out. They couldn't. They had nothing. They had milk cartons. They were dumping milk on the car to try to like put the flames out and it wouldn't so and this was just a random act of just somebody it doesn't matter who yeah, it was yeah exactly but it happened to be it two happened people to be you knew people that I knew yeah and in a small town and something got newly installed that somebody wasn't prepared for that just fucking went off and that's it so what happened to the guy who he got arrested and he went to jail yeah my friend got Ridiculed for it in school as well. Wait, what? You know, kind of the that thing. kid's like, son. Yeah, yeah, the guy's son. Yeah, the guy's son. Your dad killed blah blah blah. Oh my that, god, that's you know, awful. That kind of shit. Yeah, all that. That's that, awful. I mean, it's the turmoil that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the backlash. It's yes, things that you don't want to happen in to your hometown. But I mean, that's that's kind of things that you're just like, well, that could happen to me. Yeah, I could have been in a car with. Certain people, but Which that can is happen. Why at any you time, don't right? drink and drive? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. But that could happen at any point, any time. Yeah. You know, so for reals. Yeah, I feel like it's on the same. But all right, well, so we'll yeah, wrap it we up. gotta wrap up because my husband's coming to pick me up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, we've gone, we've gone a nice chunk of time, so we're good. We talked way longer than I thought we would. No, and that everybody says that because it's so. You kind of just get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You never really realize how long the conversation keeps yeah. going. You know, and as you're drinking, it's longer and longer. I used but to apparently tell... apparently in Doug's one, there was velvet and semen involved. Uh, I don't know. It might be in him talking about it. That's <laughs> something that Doug would say. And that's how Doug's humor... Uh-huh. And I kind of relate. And I'm like, funny. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm laughing with you, Doug, because it's... You know, I think things with Doug were super subtle and funny. <laughs> but I used to think about my mom with conversations as she would be like always having these like girlfriends over or whoever, and she would they would come over and like her my you know my aunt or something they would sit at the the table and they'd have coffee, and I'd be like, when are we leaving? <laughs> and she'd be like, after this cup of coffee, and I'd be like, how long is this fucking <laughs> cup of coffee? Because it would just take forever. Yes. And the cup of coffee would never end. Mm-hmm. And I used to think. I would just always think, I'm like, what the fuck is taking so long with this? She's like, we're li- in a second, in five minutes. Like, she would just give me all these, like, timelines, and I'm like, no, it's not five minutes. It's been longer. It's been longer. But that makes you realize, like, when you do podcasts, it's been, like, an hour, yeah. you know, two, almost two hours, over two hours. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, yeah, that's what happens when you drink beer, drink coffee, have a yeah. conversation. Like, that, that's the way it is. Absolutely. But all right. Well, thanks, Jen. Thanks for thanks for coming on my show. And, Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Be a good time. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll pl- I'll plug some stuff and uh, 
I'll, I'll type it out too, so it's on Facebook. All right. Bit, and, uh, and I will see you in person. Yeah, for sure. Bar. I'll always see you at the bar. I'll see you at the bar. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm.